0: Welcome to the We Don't Wanna Grow Up podcast.
1: We're Stacey and Pete, and you're about to be listening to one of our very first podcast episodes recorded in 2020.
0: At the very start of this, for us, we were still figuring out how to record things properly, what the format should be.
1: How to give information without sounding like we're reading.
0: Exactly. So <laughs> the quality throughout the show has changed since the beginning.
1: It has. So we just wanted to say, if you listen to this episode and you like the topics, but maybe feel like we're not so great at podcasting, you might want to check out a more recent episode, one from 2022 or 2023.
0: Yes. Thank you for starting at the beginning. That's a great place to start.
1: (laughs) We really feel, though, (laughs) that (laughs) if you start with a more recent episode, you'll really appreciate the older ones.
0: That's right. As a bit of nostalgia <laughs> to go back to.
1: You can go back and be like, oh, listen to what baby podcasters Pete and Stacy were. <laughs> they didn't know what they were doing.
0: They were down in their bedroom. <laughs> yes. Old school. Well, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Enjoy this episode, and like Stacy said, go check out some more recent episodes as well. There are a lot to enjoy to listen to. Over two hundred. Over two hundred. Come check us out on Patreon. We've got over fifty episodes over there as well. We're glad you're here.
1: Enjoy. Come with me to a place
0: you'll
1: be glad to be. Yeah, it. What's it say? Snap, crackle, pop. Ooh, what else?
0: And how about some wonderful cranberry cereal? Yeah. Barbie and the Rocker Dolls with dancing
1: action.
0: The GI Joe collection, Commando, codename Snake Eyes.
1: Alright, now I'm having First, you gotta
0: do the trouble shuffle. Come on. My cranberry cereal. Yay, cranberries! Showtime, CG. Everyone, welcome to the "We Don't Want to Grow Up" podcast. I am Pete. This is my wife, Stacy.
1: Hey. So this is our little attempt at taking you guys back to the feeling of strolling down the aisles at Toys R Us, of uh, flipping through the J.C. Penney's catalog, earmarking marking everything that you want for Christmas, cozying up in front of the television on a Saturday morning with a big bowl of cereal, or waiting for hours for a certain song to play on the radio so that you can hit record on your tape player. That feeling has definitely been a comfort and has helped us get through the stress and anxiety that comes along with everything happening in the world today, and we hope that it helps you a little bit too.
0: So thinking about the cereal, you know that I love cereal.
1: You do love cereal. Yeah.
0: It's one of my favorite things in the entire world. And thinking about-
1: We can't keep cereal around here.
0: No. (laughs) (laughs) Thinking about that cereal, what- Would have been in that bowl of cereal in 1984 with Little Stacy.
1: Oh, man. I mean, I think that my mind always goes to like the monster cereals like Frankenberry Mm -hmm. or was that Count Chocula and Boo Berry?
0: Yeah. There's a fourth one and I can never remember it.
1: Is there a fourth one?
0: There's a fourth one, but disregard.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, I know that they have those out during Halloween So we definitely need to do that this year because every year I know that they're there and I don't get them.
0: They've gone, I think, full seasonal because of the campaign against delicious cereals (laughs) that the U.S. government has waged.
1: That's a travesty.
0: (laughs) It is a travesty. When you take the original formula of Count Chocula and do to it what has been done- That is an absolute travesty because it was so delicious before. It was basically chocolate milk in a box.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, this year we're going to, this year we have to get them.
0: We will get all of them. (laughs) All of them. Potentially all four, but all three for sure. (laughs) This mystery fourth. This mystery fourth could potentially exist, but uh, I can't guarantee that.
1: So I think my second cereal would have to be Tricks because they're for kids.
0: Tricks are for kids. What was the name of the rabbit? On the front of that, Roger Rabbit.
1: No, it's not Roger Rabbit.
0: I know that there was some rabbit. I can still. See. There we was had a, a rabbit. We I ate can a lot of tricks. We, yeah. had, we we ate a lot of tricks as well, but I can't remember the name of that rabbit for the life of me.
1: I don't know that we knew his name.
0: It's just Rabbit Tricks. Rabbit.
1: <laughs> it's the Tricks Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what would you have?
0: Uh, I when I think back to that time, boy, did I love me some Crunch Berries. Yeah. I'd be over at my dad's house.
1: That's Captain Crunch, right?
0: It's Captain Crunch, but it was, well, at that time, I think now you can get like just Crunch berries. But back then it was like the normal Captain Crunch uh yellow log cereal with some crunch berries mixed in, but they were so delicious. I loved them so much. Secondly, if I had a, <clears throat> a second option, it would have been Rice Krispies. I mean, <laughs> it's a it's a basic cereal, but I loved it. I loved Dumping so much sugar on there that you couldn't taste the Rice Krispies, you could just taste the sugar. (laughs) You'd have a nice crust on top, and then when you get to the bottom, you get a surprise at the bottom of more sugar.
1: But did you hear the snap, crackle, pop?
0: Oh yeah, I mean that was a legit thing. Like you pour the milk in there, (laughs) and it would just start snap, crackle, and popping. I don't know how it did it. Still to this day, is magic. But it happened.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So what are we going to cover this week?
0: This week we are covering. (laughs) Give me a drum roll. (laughs) Yes, we're covering The Goonies. Yay! (laughs) 1985. I mean, it didn't get much better than that. I love that movie so much. So, thinking back to The Goonies, how old were you?
1: 1985. I believe I saw that it came out in June of 1985. So, Mm. that would mean that I was five.
0: Five. Wow. Yes,
1: I did turn six in eighty-five, but it was it wasn't until November. So, how old were you then?
0: I think I was nine, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: when I actually think back to it and do age math, I, I might have been eight.
1: I think you were eight because you're three years older than me.
0: I'm going with nine though, because and your it birthday was, is
1: only like two weeks after mine.
0: My birthday was in seventy-six. Yes, okay.
1: mine's seventy-nine.
0: Right, but. It was at the end of 76, so it's complicated.
1: So is mine. Your birthday is only two weeks after mine.
0: No, no, it's more than two weeks. You're wrong. Oh,
1: well, like two and a half
0: weeks. You're right. You're right.
1: <laughs> you were eight.
0: <laughs> okay, I was. I was eight when the Goonies came out, or came out. I was eight when the Goonies came out, yes. <laughs> so the Goonies, 1985, directed by the then famous Richard Donner.
1: So now what did he do?
0: Richard Donner brought us Superman 1 and Superman 2. Oh. Also brought us th- brought us all of the lethal weapons. One, <laughs> two, three, and four. All of them. All of them. I what? think. Unless there's been another one that These I just have not paid AI. attention to. Yeah. Uh, also uh, written by Steven Spielberg.
1: Ah. Uh, you know. Magic.
0: I, th- I think we all understand who that is. Mm-hmm. And then Christopher Columbus did the screenplay.
1: Oh, we just watched the movies that made us. Yes. And that was where I first like put a face to that name.
0: Yeah. Home Alone. he did
1: Home Alone. Home
0: yeah. Lo- of Home Alone fame.
1: Mm-hmm. He
0: did a great job with that. And actually, I feel like we just watched something else that had Chris Columbus attached to it. What we was did,
1: it? but it's something we're going to talk about oh, on a later podcast. Yeah.
0: We'll tell you about it later. But yeah, so, I mean, it, it was really a, a fantastic group of people that brought- all of this to life. It was was amazing.
1: So we have to talk about the main players. Yeah, the the main players.
0: You got the Walsh brothers. You got Mikey and Brand.
1: Yes, which were played by Sean Astin and Josh Brolin. Yes. Who both went on to be a part of some of the biggest movie franchises known to mankind.
0: Yes, of all time. You got uh, the number one franchise. You got Thanos. Thank you, Brand. He killed half of everything. Good job. (laughs) Uh, You got
1: uh, Avengers, right?
0: Yes, Avengers. Uh, Well done there. And then you have Sean Astin. He was in Lord of the Rings.
1: Right. And he was also in Stranger Things, which is a current show, but it's a throwback to the 80s. And the score reminds us so much of the Goonies. Like when we watched, rewatched the Goonies. I was like, oh, that sounds like Stranger Things, (laughs) which is funny because it's actually that Stranger Things sounds like the Goonies. I thought that was pretty funny.
0: Next up, we got Mouth, who is the mouth of the group. They kept it simple with with the names (laughs) in this movie. Mouth played by one of the Corys.
1: Corey Feldman. Corey
0: Feldman. Yes. Who was huge at that time, I think. Or was this- Prior to him being huge.
1: I can't remember, honestly, if this is before or after Stand By Me. I mean, mm. this was definitely when he was getting his start, but I don't know if this was the first thing he did or not.
0: This was probably in that time frame yes. of him being super famous. And then you have Chunk, who is my favorite character.
1: My favorite character. Yes. I think everyone's favorite, probably.
0: We love us some Chunk. You got Data, who was the sweetest and also smartest of the group.
1: The inventor of the The group.
0: For the girls, we had Andy.
1: The cheerleader.
0: Yeah. And Steph.
1: The badass.
0: Badass who took no nonsense and was pretty awesome. She was great. Then we come to the bad guys.
1: The baddies.
0: We start out with the lightweight bad guys. We got Troy and his dad.
1: Yes. So, Andy and Troy were kind of dating and you just see that he's just kind of a regular D. Hay.
0: Yes, a, a straight <laughs> 80s D.
1: And then his dad.
0: Yeah. He was the developer that was wanting to expand the golf course and country club into the Goondocks, which we'll touch on later. But, right. Yeah. Classic 80s bad guy, rich, bald, and a bit of a D. Hay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and if you don't know what D. Hay means, look it up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then we come to the dangerous.
1: The real baddies. The
0: real baddies. You got the Fratellis. You got Ma Fratelli.
1: Who scared the crap out of me as a child.
0: Same here. And I think even watching this back now, she's still scary. She is still
1: scary. She is a
0: hard A woman. (laughs) Uh, You got her two sons who I don't know their names. They're not really that important as far as who they are, but they were baddies as well. Yes. Then you have their other son who wasn't a baddie. You got Sloth.
1: They had him locked up because why? Because he was
0: super strong. He was super nice. He was super sweet. And he was awesome.
1: And they were ashamed of him, I they guess.
0: They were ashamed of him, but they shouldn't have been. That sucks. Sloth was great.
1: So what is this movie about?
0: So we look back at the Goonies. So they're a group of friends that all lived in this neighborhood that they termed the Goondocks. This was in Astoria, Oregon, which was a surprise to me looking back to it. I always thought it was in San Francisco, but mm-hmm. it was Oregon. Uh, they find an old treasure map. That uh, would lead them to the long lost treasure or the rich stuff. Rich stuff. Uh, that belonged to a pirate named One-Eyed Willie. The kids need this rich stuff because the aforementioned Troy and his dad are trying to take all the property, build up the golf course, probably put a country club right where the goondocks is. And everybody's uh, all these goonies are going to break up and not be friend, not be able to be friends anymore. This was before the Internet. If your friend moved to Ohio, you might never talk to them again.
1: That's true. It's you, very traumatic.
0: You can't call them really. You can't
1: FaceTime.
0: Because you don't know what their phone number is going to be. Right. You can't email them because it didn't exist. This was traumatic.
1: It's very true.
0: We follow along as they're pursued by the real baddies, the Fratellis. So in the end, the Goonies are able to save the house and they're able to stay together. Well, we, we think they're able to we stay hope. together. We never got a sequel.
1: No Goonies 2. No
0: Goonies 2.
1: And no Chunk Sloth spinoff, which is what the world needs now.
0: The world deserved a Sloth and Chunk spinoff and still does to this day.
1: Like, who do we need to talk to?
0: Right. Like, I'm going to call Chris Columbus. (laughs) He's still there. He would probably be in. (laughs) Steven Spielberg, he's not doing anything right now. And, well, yes, that's it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You said Richard Donner is rather old, right?
0: Richard Donner, I think, has stopped directing. Okay. But maybe he would come out of retirement just for this project, because I think it would be worth it. Because it would be amazing if they did it. It would be. Okay, so looking back at it, what are your three favorite things from this movie?
1: Well, I guess my number one would have to be the love story. Mm. Now, you might think I'm talking about Andy and Brand. You know, and they're like blossoming thing that they mm. have going on. Or wait a minute, isn't
0: Andy with somebody else?
1: I mean, that's kind of unclear. Obviously, she's super into brand though. Mm-hmm. Because like they were, you know, slipper the tongue.
0: <laughs> <laughs> slipper the tongue. But isn't she in Chet? Chip? Troy's. <laughs> isn't she in Troy's Chet car? <laughs> <laughs> I always miss this I I always mix it up.
1: It's Troy, right?
0: It's Troy, but I always want to call him Chip or Chet.
1: Well, maybe that was in a parallel universe. It's like Ooh, the Mandela effect. We
0: get Mandela here. Anybody else have that feeling with this movie in particular? Is it Troy? Is it Chip? Or is it Chet?
1: Or is it Bernstein?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead.
1: It's okay. So, You might think I'm talking about Andy and Brand and their little puppy love or the banter between Steph and Mouth. It was real. Yeah, which I don't even remember as a child, but re-watching it, I was like, oh, okay. tension right there. Yeah. But I'm actually talking about the real love story of this film, which we all know Mm. is Sloth and Chunk. Sloth, love, Chunk. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they bond over chocolate. Baby Roof. <laughs> and sloth. Oh my gosh! The best part. We laughed about this for so long. So sloth gives chunk this big old kiss.
0: Oh, An open mouth.
1: Open mouth. Like
0: forehead kiss.
1: Is it forehead? I don't know.
0: <laughs> open mouth cheek kiss.
1: <laughs> I thought it was on the lips. It
0: might have been on the lips. I can't remember exactly. Maybe that was. Let's go with the lips. Mandela effect again. again. Yeah.
1: So sloth gives chunk a big old kiss. And Junk says,
0: You smell like fizz ed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're really good at that.
0: <laughs> it's my new, it's my new favorite.
1: <laughs> I know. I, I heard him use that on our friend the other day, actually. It was pretty funny.
0: I mean he did smell like fizz ed. <laughs> so Rude. I get it. I get it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I'm not gonna lie, I teared up when Sloth professes that he loves Chunk as he's helping them escape. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, when Chunk tells him that he's gonna live with him now.
0: You're gonna live with me now.
1: That's so sweet. It
0: is sweet. I I teared up a little bit at that last part too, but in my defense, I hadn't gotten a lot of sleep.
1: That's his excuse every time, by the way.
0: (laughs) Okay, it did get me, it did get me.
1: (laughs) So I guess number two would be the music. I mean, most of it was just instrumental, but there was the one song, which was Good Enough by Cyndi Lauper. (laughs) What I didn't remember was that music video.
0: That was the craziest music video, perhaps of all time.
1: We looked it up on YouTube the other day, and there's not just one video.
0: There's part one and there's part two, which I I had no recollection of that. It was crazy to sit there through part one not knowing it was part one and having Cindy Lauper on the log where all the water comes through that, uh, that cave.
1: Yeah, She's like reenacting the movie. Yeah.
0: She's reenacting the movie and they cut and they're like, will Cindy survive? Uh, what's going <laughs> to happen to the Goonies? Find out in part two.
1: And I really wonder how long people had to wait for part two to come out. Yeah.
0: I don't remember. We're going to have to look into that because I, I don't recall it, but I-, I wonder if it was like two weeks later, or if it was, Two months later, like there's no telling.
1: But that video was a wild ride.
0: It was like it had a cast of characters. It had 10 wrestlers from the, (laughs) what was the WWF at the time. It's now the WWE. And a lot of the big names at that, at that time, you had Andre the Giant, maybe the Junkyard Dog, Rowdy Roddy Piper, a whole bunch of them actually like wrestling during the music video as Mm -hmm. well as who.
1: Well, and then you had most of the cast of the movie. Yeah. Aside from maybe Andy and the Fratellis, like, I think everybody else was there. But I guess they just had so much material. It was
0: good enough for two parts.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Cheese. You're so witty, (laughs) Mr. Tuttle.
0: Sorry, sorry.
1: (laughs) And I guess the third one would have to be the friendship. Mm -hmm. I mean, Goonies never say die. Goonies
0: never say die.
1: It reminds me of my neighborhood... All of my friends, you know, we hung out all the time. I had an older sister. Yeah. And, you know, we just weren't quite as adventurous as the Goonies. <laughs>
0: that would be tough. They, that was a real adventure that they went through.
1: <laughs> but, you know, it just it just brings back all the all the feels.
0: Punches you right in your 80s feels.
1: Yes. <laughs> so what were your three favorite parts?
0: For me, it's more like the line than the movies. Like yes. I love that line in the beginning. When Brand steals the bike from the little girl, and she's like, <laughs> I want my bike, I want my bike! And anytime I want you to give me anything, that's what I say.
1: It is so true. <laughs> it is so true. And, and it's I so... stop
0: my feet, too, just like that girl.
1: He does. And it's so funny because for years, I don't know why, because I saw Wedding Crashers in the movie theater an embarrassing amount of times. <laughs> but for some reason, when he would say, I want my bike, I want my bike, I was thinking that it was from Wedding Crashers, but I realized that it, that's actually the little boy who's saying "Make me a bicycle clown" to Vince Vaughn <laughs> as he's making balloon animals. <laughs> so rewatching this movie like made that all clear for me. Yeah, it's pretty kind of, funny that's where
0: this came from. <laughs> Secondly, I'll go with the water slide scene oh. because
1: yeah, you I love was that.
0: I was amazed by it at that time, and I that all I wanted to do. Was go ride those water slides. It looked and so fun. It did look fun. And the fact that those are probably, I mean, not probably, they're gone now. They were just a set. Can and you believe that? It's ridiculous. And how it was never like recreated at Universal or Disney or whoever owns it is right. a travesty. I should be able to still to this day <laughs> go ride the Goonies water slides into where One-Eyed Willie ship is, whatever that is, the cove. I don't know what it's called. Right. It's ridiculous. And I love that. Thirdly, uh, that scene where they're under the well, at the time, I, it, it just felt so magical when they walked in there and there was all the rich stuff in there. <laughs> Turns out it was just pennies and quarters, but, you know, at eight or nine years old, whichever it was, <laughs> eight or nine years old, that was, that was amazing. Right. And it made me want to find the bottom of a well and take everyone's wishes. <laughs> but they taught me a lesson in the end that I should probably leave it behind. You can't those, steal
1: people's you wishes. Can't steal
0: people's wishes. But it it just filled me with so much wonder like when they dunk under the water and come up with a big handful and be like, "This is mine. Mm-hmm. This is my wish and I'm taking it back. Taking right. them all back." Right. That was good and then uh I love that scene at the end where Mikey's, is it Mikey? Yeah. Yeah, Mikey's talking to everybody saying uh, it's our time down here, and it's their time up there. And that's all over when we ride up in Troy's bucket. Although, like I said, I thought, it, I thought he said Chip's bucket.
1: I'm telling you.
0: So I'm going to have to see if that's in a, in a Mandela list anywhere.
1: Parallel universe.
0: So is there anything or anyone in particular in this movie that you related to?
1: <laughs> well, I know you heard me say several times watching the movie that Chunk... Was my spirit animal. Yes. <laughs> um, I related to him a good bit, which is kind of funny. But, you know, he's very passionate. Yes. He's very cautious.
0: <laughs> very cautious, just <laughs> like you.
1: I may be a little cautious.
0: you a skittish kitten, as it was put once. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, you know, he also kind of feels like he's saying so much and no one ever really listens to him. <laughs> which, you know. I might feel like that sometimes.
0: It happens sometimes.
1: It's okay. And, you know, when he's crawling through the woods and he's like, I hate nature.
0: I feel like I've heard you say that exact same thing (laughs) just when we're walking around the house. (gasps) What? On a Corona walk. (laughs) (laughs) I hate nature.
1: (laughs) He means the outside of our house, by the way. Yes. Sorry. Yes. You know, just like my pint glass says, I'm outdoorsy and that I like drinking on patios. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but no one has ever made me do the truffle shuffle in order to hang out.
0: Man, a little ladies uh, fat shaming, not cool.
1: Very problematic. Yes. So I know I don't even really need to ask this, but who did you relate to in this movie?
0: Yeah. So it, it probably goes without saying, but mouth, we both carried a comb. We both carried a mirror, both in our front pockets and <laughs> we used them all the time.
1: <laughs> it's very on brand for you.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, it, it's very on brand.
1: I wonder if your friends now that didn't have the pleasure of growing up with you would be surprised.
0: I mean, no, I think now, now it's just all about my outfits, you know, so it's progressed from just the hair and the mirror. (laughs)
1: Listen, as your wife, I don't mind one bit that you care about what you look like. (laughs) (laughs) So... When you were growing up, did you have like strict boundaries or rules that you had to follow?
0: We had one very strict rule. At the sound of the bell that was out on the front porch that my mother would ring loud enough that it would reverberate through the entire neighborhood, it was time to come home. (laughs) <laughs> and that bell was so loud, you could hear it from very far away.
1: I'm sure your neighbors loved it.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, that I don't doubt. I, I, I think back to that and just like, wow, what were, what were they thinking of her at that time? But,
1: and there were five of you, so she probably had to ring it for a while.
0: She did. And she would ring it until you came home. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I can see her right now, man.
0: <laughs> and I would be down playing. There there was a uh, a waterfall in town that was a good sized waterfall. It's, yeah, it's 60 really, to it's 80 It's pretty feet. big. Yeah, it's a big it's old pretty. waterfall. Uh, There was this whole area down there with a waterfall. I'd be playing down there. I was swinging across vines uh, at the top of the waterfall, which, uh, thank goodness, I didn't die. Um, (laughs) Thank
1: goodness.
0: (laughs) And doing various other dangerous and fun things there, inspired partly by the Goonies. Right. But you could hear the bell all the way down there. And so, yeah, as soon as that bell rang, it was time to come home. It was time to eat dinner. (laughs) What about you?
1: Well you know, I was pretty much a rule follower. (laughs) So (laughs) I didn't have a whole lot of rules. Like I knew to come home when the sun was setting, if it was Mm. that time of year, or my mom would just call out the door or call down to my friend's house, wherever we were, you know, and then I knew I had to come home. Mm. But other than that, just stay in the neighborhood.
0: Okay. Pretty much it. Do some pool hopping.
1: Oh yeah. We did do some pool hopping. (laughs) That was my, that was the extent of my adventures.
0: I feel like every cool house in your neighborhood had a pool.
1: I mean, there actually weren't that many pools, but like our neighbors beside me and behind me
0: all had pools.
1: Yeah. And we would, well, one, the one behind me was my friend Kim's aunt's house. Yeah. So we would go next door to the O'Kellys and then go to ours and then go behind Kim's aunt's house.
0: I gotcha. I didn't have, it was fun
1: to just relocate, you know, that was, that was our big adventure.
0: I didn't have a pool during the week growing up. Yeah. I had a pool on the weekends. Right. So I felt privileged like you on the weekends. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I miss that pool.
0: <laughs> yeah. So that wraps up this little gem of a film from 1985.
1: <laughs> Another gem from 85. Nice segue. Thank you. Is gem in the holograms. And that's what we're talking about next.
0: Woo! Where's the cheers? It's outrageous.
1: <laughs> truly, truly, truly. <laughs> don't act like you don't get into it when I watch that.
0: Oh, I get—I got into it for sure. Well, it's right recently, up my Recently, I
1: started watching some Saturday morning cartoons again, and I don't really know for sure if this is actually a Saturday morning cartoon. I can't remember.
0: We're going to pretend like it is either way.
1: Like you said, we're not historians. No,
0: we're not historians.
1: So, but we, you know, it was a cartoon. I loved it then, we love it now.
0: I mean, what's not to love about it? There's crime. I mean, intrigue, love, fashion. music, fashion.
1: So when I looked this show up on on Wikipedia, it had the genre listed and the genre was magical girl, <laughs> magical girl, romance and science fiction.
0: You know what would be fun is to go click on that genre of magical girl I, and see what else is in there. Don't
1: think that I didn't want to and <laughs> didn't like put a little pin in that so that I would remember to go back and look. I could probably yeah. tell you what would be under it. And there are probably things that we'll cover at another time. I'm all about the magical girl genre and I didn't even know it.
0: I mean, I'm all I about I didn't know it had a name. <laughs> I'm all about the magical girl or, or, genre, if it's brought to you by the same people that did G.I. Joe and Transformers. So,
1: which this one is. I'm on board. Who knew? I mean, it would explain all that adventure and danger.
0: So, what, what's the show about?
1: Well, the show revolves around Jerrica Benton and her alter ego, Jim. Jerica is the co owner and manager of Starlight Music. Which was left to her after her father, sadly, unexpectedly died. Along with Starlight House, which is a foster home. And a bit of a money pit.
0: It is a bit of a money pit.
1: Which is another classic 80s movie. Yes. (laughs) So, Jerrica realized that she needed some of that money from Starlight Music to make money to, you know, get those house repairs done at the Starlight House. And when she visits, she sees... That Eric Raymond, who is the co-owner of Starlight Music, was a bit of a you-know-what.
0: Yeah. He
1: is a bit of a DH. You know yeah. he, he has taken over the office. He's fired everybody that her father once had employed, and he has no intentions of helping Jerica.
0: Jerrica, darling, let me run the business and not give you any of the money. Like I'm not I'm not sure how the the finances of that company work, but you know she definitely wasn't getting any cash out of there. That's for sure.
1: And you know, as Jerica's in the office, in comes these three badass rowdy mm-hmm. chicks riding these motorcycles that look like guitars. giant guitars indoors, indoors <laughs> into this high rise office. It's the misfits. There's Pizzazz.
0: Pizzazz is <clears throat> she's my favorite for sure. Love Pizzazz.
1: She's, you know, she's the, the ringleader. She's the lead singer. She's the bully.
0: She is the bully of the show.
1: And there's Roxy, who's basically Pizzazz's, like, what would you call her? She's like her sidekick, like she'll, or her, her, like, like gopher. Your,
0: yes, a gopher, the yes, yes person. Like she's there to be like, yeah. What right. she said.
1: We don't really know Roxy's true true personality because she's just doing whatever Pizzazz says.
0: Yeah.
1: And then you have Stormer.
0: Stormer's a sweetheart.
1: I love Stormer. I have always loved Stormer. You know, she does... She makes some bad decisions because she wants to stay in the band and she wants to fit in with her friends. But you can see where she struggles. You know, she tries to secretly help... Others in she's got a good
0: heart, she's in a bad place, she's got bad friends, she does, but she just bad influences.
1: You know, I'm sure she just wants to be famous too, and she wants to be able to do what she loves and get paid for it. I mean, who doesn't want to do that?
0: Yep, I hear you.
1: And later on, we do meet a new band member who is a Brit Jeddah, Jeddah, she's like a sax player, I believe. She comes in and she You know, give zero Fs.
0: Yes. She (laughs) comes in (laughs) dillagaff.
1: So anyway, from that meeting at Starlight, Jerica comes home. She's sad. She's bummed out. She doesn't know what she's going to do. And then she receives a package. The package has a pair of Gemstar earrings.
0: Gemstar earrings.
1: (laughs) This is where the magical synergy appears to her as a hologram. She's sa- sitting in her bedroom with her younger sister Kimber, her adopted sisters Aja and Shayna. They all have amazing hair. They learn. I realize that that's really not important right now, but it just it's
0: just—it's always important.
1: Needs to be said all the time.
0: This is a sh- this is a, a show. <laughs> um, what, what are the what's tagline? It's, uh, it's truly outrageous. No, the rest of it, where, where does it go from there? It's uh, fashion and fame. But what Oh, it
1: yeah, glamour and glitter, fashion and fame.
0: That's right. That's what the show's about.
1: Yep. And almost being killed every episode.
0: Yeah, lots of felonies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so they learn that Synergy is this super secret holographic computer that was created by her father. And with the help of the little remote micro projectors in her earrings she can ask Synergy to project holograms. That's where she, she touches her earring and she says, Showtime, Synergy. And made Showtime this little magical sound. Synergy. So Jerrica then like comes up with the idea that they're going to crash this Battle of the Bands that she had learned about when she was up in old Raymond's office that the Misfits were going to be a part of. And, and they show up. It
0: was going to be rigged for the Misfits to win.
1: Right. They show up. This is the first time that we see Jem performing with the holograms which is kimber on the keys
0: kimber on the keys yeah
1: aja on guitar Shayna on the drums later on i believe maybe towards the end of season one beginning of season two you get raya she joins in but you know that's i guess not really what we're talking about right now (laughs) (laughs) sorry how dare you
0: how dare you? Well,
1: you know, spoiler alert.
0: <laughs> spoiler alert.
1: <laughs> Shayna leaves a little bit. To don't pursue go to season
0: her, two yet. Pursues her career
1: in fashion, and don't worry, though she comes back.
0: Yeah. Oh, another spoiler! Alert. We got to put that at the beginning of this oh. episode. Spoiler alert. I'm just kidding. It's a 35 year old spoiler. <laughs> Even I wouldn't be able to get upset about that. Although I did get up, upset with uh, our friend when he spoiled the 300 movie for me, and that was about. 2,000 years, so, you know, there's no statute of limitations. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, that's where we first see Gem and the Holograms perform, and, you know, I have to say, we rewatched that scene today, and I was actually a little upset that we didn't get to see the girl's reaction the first time that Synergy turned Jerrica into Gem.
0: Yeah, there was no no, like, transformation sequence that was like, you know, like a, a solo shot. So it just kind of happened off screen. You're like, well, right. I could, could have concentrated on that a little bit.
1: Also, might I add that synergy also, like, she led them to the, I guess it's like an old drive-in or whatever, where yeah. they can like
0: Starlight Drive-in,
1: yeah, where they go in, they can walk through the wall, yeah. <laughs> and you know that's where synergy is actually located. And she then presents to Jerrica all of these amazing. Clothes that her father has left behind and this car.
0: All the instruments for the band.
1: Instruments. The
0: rock and roadster.
1: Everything. I mean, this girl is set.
0: Yeah, thanks, Dad. Where was this stuff when you (laughs) when I needed it? Like, who
1: knew? (laughs) So they perform at the Battle of the Bands. And of course.
0: They're better than the Misfits.
1: Right. So then what happens?
0: Eric gets upset because. Jem and the holograms. Uh, well, they didn't exist, so they weren't invited to this battle. Oh, right, right. So he's, you know, he's like, "This was by invitation only." <laughs> That's right. And so they, you know, going through all of it, they uh, they challenge him to a second contest.
1: Yes. winner
0: take all. And when they say all, they mean all,
1: which means Jerrica or or Eric, whoever wins, full
0: you know, control. The misfits
1: or the holograms, full control.
0: Full control of the company, and they get the Starlight House. Well, right? Oh no no no. And no, no. this
1: random guy pops up
0: yeah, random and he's like, "Hey, director. on
1: top of getting all of that, I'm going to give you a movie contract and a mansion."
0: Yeah, a movie he just he just rolls up out of nowhere. "Hey, I'm Ron Johnstone <laughs> and I'm a movie producer <laughs> and uh, I'm also going to give the winner of this Battle of the Bands a movie contract and this great mansion." Like, "Thanks, Ron Johnson?" <laughs> Johnstone. <laughs> not his name. That's sorry. Not- Just making it up.
1: So this really sets the misfits off because they're like, we have to win. And this is also the first time that we see an attempted murder. Yes. By the misfits.
0: First of many, many. Many. Felonies. And a th- <laughs> many felonies. <laughs> Just in the first episode, there's quite a few felonies.
1: And the first of many, many times that we will hear... Jim, yo. Kipper! <laughs> okay, she actually probably didn't say that in that episode. Not,
0: she doesn't. I, I was watching. But, but she will. She will, yes. And, and she'll say it often. It is my favorite part of the entire show. Like the the like actual life-threatening peril that these characters are in every episode. I mean, it's it's a little scary at times.
1: And somehow synergy paired with Jericha's longtime boyfriend, the Lovely, purple-haired Rio. Rio. They managed to save them and get them out of their situations. Oh,
0: that's right. They're on uh, the edge of the cliff, right? In the rock and roadster. one, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: So I will say another spoiler alert, but something that I love about the show is that we do see down the road moments, little moments where the misfits and Gem and the holograms work together. To help each other out of situations or they might get along a little bit. There was even an episode recently in season two where Kimber and oh, Stormer.
0: What an, a great team up.
1: Teamed up for their own act. And it was good. And it was good. And they changed up their hair and their makeup and their fashion. And I mean, it was it was pretty spectacular. Like, I stand that.
0: Yeah, I, I would have. Uh, what You do what?
1: We'll, we'll, I'll explain that to you later. Um, I stan it. Stan? Stan. With a D? No. S T A N? I'll explain later.
0: Okay, sorry. I'm old. <laughs> I stan that too because I, I liked it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. So, speaking of Rio, one of the, you know, strongest storylines that runs throughout, and I will say that we are not completely caught up. We are, In the middle of season two, or really only a few episodes in, I guess. Yeah. And I kind of did a little research to kind of refresh my mind, my memory on season three, because I wasn't sure if I had seen all of it. But as I looked it up, I was remembering some things and some characters and things like that from season three. But I didn't want to spoil Pete. So for this episode, we're not going to go into all of that. We'll come back to it after we have... Put a pin in it. ...caught up. We stand it? <laughs> I'll get it right. <sighs> Next episode. So, Rio. This gets very tricky because... Jerica is Jim. Jim is Jerica. Rio finds himself having feelings for Jim as well as Jerrica.
0: He acts on him, too. He kisses her a couple times.
1: Now, I will Jim. say the first time Jim kissed... Him because she probably forgot who she was. She forgot that she was she was looking. She was appearing to be Jim. Yeah. Not Jerrica, who could just, you know, kiss him willy nilly whenever she wanted. But Rio didn't. I mean, actually, he did stop her that time. You can tell he's very conflicted with it. But as it goes on, I mean, they just randomly will make out. But then Rio's all angsty about it.
0: Well, and and rightfully so. He he (laughs) should be attracted to her he should he should be like wow i'm strangely attracted to you like i am my girlfriend because you are my girlfriend so, but the
1: thing is the, the frustrating part is like we just saw jerica's like poor rio you know he's so proud like she Jesus just right. she doesn't want to tell him <laughs> that it's her except also she's ignoring the fact that he's cheating on her yeah he doesn't know that that's her
0: everybody's papering over that crack
1: Right. It's just like, oh, poor, poor guy. You. Let me just keep manipulating them. I mean, I think every episode we yell at the screen because it's like their lives would be so much easier if Rio knew the secret. He could yeah. help them.
0: Or if everybody knew. Like, what? why does it have to be a secret ever? Like, why does it matter? It's not like she's Superman or something. I mean,
1: like the only thing I could see where it, it mattered was maybe when they were in the contest and they would say like, oh, it's oh, a yeah. you conflict know, of interest, conflict or of interest, yeah. because Jerica is co-owner of the company or whatever. I but,
0: mean, you, you stack that up on the list of crimes on this show. <laughs> and that one is in, quite <laughs> inconsequential.
1: <laughs> True story. <laughs> oh, man. But <clears throat> so, you know, that is a running theme of Jim not wanting Rio to find out and. Just all the conflict that comes along with this love triangle that's not even existent. But then you also, you know, a big goal of the misfits and Eric is to find out Jim's real identity because they, they assume that it's just, you know, a stage name. So they think if they can find out her real name and her real background, they can get some dirt on her and somehow drag her down that way. Since like kidnapping and attempted murder isn't keeping them off the stage. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Maybe
1: finding some dirt on her will.
0: Knowing her address is going <laughs> to <laughs> knowing
1: Knowing, you know, who her parents are.
0: Yeah.
1: And that even is still going on in season two because they keep trying to trick her into
0: yeah, there Yeah, I feel like the last one we watched was a pretty, like, in-depth episode of them trying to get her identity out of her. Well,
1: oh, they so. hired all these look lookalike actors who yeah. they were messing, messing, messing with, with her, her. To yeah. her to try to get her to say her name. Right. And it was all very... You know confusing and don't worry. In the end, she didn't,
0: Whoa.
1: but no, I'm, I'm oh, saying in that episode right, oh, you're about
0: to get in big no. spoiler trouble.
1: No, Ooh. and I will, I will say, I can say this from just my looking at the recaps, I still don't know if oh, okay. she ever revealed herself to Rio or anyone. Yeah. Nobody, nobody tell us, please. Please do not spoil us on that.
0: Yeah, put a, st- a spoiler tag on that or something for me, please. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so anyway, just as we wrap this up, I just needed to point out some major bops that came out of this show. They get stuck in my head. I don't know if they get stuck in yours.
0: No, there's only one song from the show that gets stuck in my head, but we'll we'll hit that up last. All right, you go through your bops.
1: So by Gem and the Holograms, there's like a dream. I would sing them to you now, but I think I probably can't do that.
0: Oh, you can't give us just. Then we've got a little only
1: bit? the beginning. Twilight in Paris when they're filming their movie. Who is he kissing? Which is <laughs> you know very. It's very dramatic. Yeah between Rio kissing Jerica and then kissing Jem. you know, they're all like little music videos whenever they sing people who care, which really makes me laugh because it reminds me of like, I don't know if any of you remember new kids on the block doing this one's for the children or the classic, we are the world oh, done by everyone. Done and by I, everyone. Of course you know that in the and music we,
0: industry at that time. I feel like,
1: yes, we'll talk about that. Uh, another time. Another time. But yeah. that's what people who care kind of reminds me of. Like it's, <laughs> you know, done at an award show or some, some charity event where they're trying to raise a lot of money for children. I don't know. It made me laugh. <laughs> I loved it. So then you also have some of these aggressive hits from the Misfits.
0: Very aggressive.
1: Yeah. You got Out of My Way. <laughs> Winning is Everything. <laughs> My favorite. G- gimme, gimme, gimme. <laughs> gimme, gimme, gimme. And then they did have a duet, which I just saw, called Click Clash.
0: Do the Misfits ever have, like, any ballads? I don't don't ever remember. I think everything's, like, really aggressive. I don't remember them having (laughs) anything slow. I'd like to get to, like, the real heart of pizzazz and and see, you know, what's on the inside.
1: I know. I mean, you do see... A little bit of a soft side at some point. I feel like it was when they were in Hawaii.
0: Oh, the Hawaii episode. That's right. That's when they had to work or together. They were on too, some island.
1: Yeah. They were like stranded. Yeah. They had to work together.
0: Yeah, we'll have to rewatch that one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Nothing
0: compares to what though?
1: I mean, the theme song.
0: It's still going in my head right now. I can still hear it.
1: It's so catchy.
0: It is. Like <laughs> it's a job well done by I forget, I forget who it was that wrote it. I, I just saw it and I was like, it, was, it wasn't Kimber. It's like Kinder and somebody or something like that. Kemper. I, f- I forget who actually wrote it and performed it, but uh, it was a really catchy song. It was funny.
1: <laughs> I was just going to say, the music's contagious.
0: It is contagious.
1: <laughs> smooth stays.
0: Nice. Real, real smooth. Real nice.
1: <laughs> So well, what,
0: yeah, what are your favorite things about the show just from like a high level?
1: I mean, the eye candy, it's like all the colors, the fashion, the hair, the makeup. Like I want to be gem today. And I feel every like there's day. like
0: four colors in there. And we have <sighs> our, our colored lights do it. It's like pink, purple, light blue and orange, orange. yellowish.
1: Yeah, but that's the color of their. Well, you could add in the misfits colors, but that's we just true. did Gem and the Holograms hair colors, basically. Yeah,
0: basically, you're right.
1: We have these two big like LED globes in our bedroom, and Pete has got them on a setting. We say, Alexa, set Gem scene. I wish she would. I don't know
0: that. Yes, you you do know that, Alexa. <laughs> you
1: do know it's she's just al- it's already on. That's she's why
0: just, she's just pretending. <laughs> she's shy she's a little shy
1: (laughs) anyway i wish that she would also play the theme song whenever we tell her to set gem scene
0: that would be pretty amazing i don't
1: why don't you set that up
0: i'm sure if i put a little bit of work into it i I can do it but uh, i'm not gonna
1: (laughs) (laughs) anyway you also know i love the love story however frustrating it might be i love i have to say it's like i love rio with jerica Rio with Jim, that purple and pink together. It's just so aesthetically pleasing.
0: It did it for you, huh?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you can't help but root for them.
0: Like I I told you, I accidentally gave myself Rio hair in 1995.
1: I can't believe that there are no photos of that. No photos.
0: It was very short-lived, but it was grimace purple (laughs) and long, like, you know, down below my chin,
1: (laughs) Let's do it again.
0: Okay, we'll do it again.
1: <laughs> I mean, you're working from home again. So. That's right.
0: Yeah, I'm going to shave a mohawk, make it purple.
1: <laughs> so, <clears throat> and I also really love the unlikely friendships that popped up. It's very subtle, but I like to see it. And I like to see how kind Gem and the Holograms are. They are. But they'll also stand up for themselves. Yep. Girl power.
0: Yeah, and it's a, it's a, a good message overall, you know? especially coming from them. They're, they're good people. And I like that.
1: They're people who care. People who care.
0: Uh, what about you? For me, as I've said, I just love all the near deaths and constant crimes and felonies. Uh, I mean, every episode, someone's going to die almost and there's going to be some crimes committed that never get prosecuted. But uh, that, that's what makes it fun uh, for me anyways.
1: And I think that's what their point was when they created the show.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, you look at like so it appealed
1: to more than just one set of people.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like there was some danger going on. There was car chases. There was, uh, you know, they were basically detectives. So it, it was a good time. And they did that on purpose, I think. So they would hold in. They wouldn't lose the, lose the audience. That led into it, which I think was either Transformers or G.I. Joe. That's what makes me think it was on Saturday. And that's why they did that. Followed up closely by Tech Rat, who's like a (laughs) side character. He's like the the evil technical wizard for Eric Raymond. But he he has like, I, I never actually saw anybody in the 80s with this hair, but I wish I had, where it's like completely shaved bald on one half of his head and then long, like chin level hair. On the other side, like slicked over and down, great hair and like the the most sniveling weeny voice ever. Like it's like, Hey, but uh, I love Tech Rat, and uh, I did also love the uh, the Rock and Roadster, which later became the the Glitter and Gold Roadster. But I preferred I prefer the original Rock and Roadster. It's a kick ass car. It's
1: pretty badass. Yeah. So since we're talking about these amazing performers. And songs. I need to know, did you ever do any singing or performing when you were a kid or like growing up?
0: Yeah, my mom forced me to sing all the time and I hated it. I was in chorus in high school, Allstate Chorus. Ooh. Uh, But I think it was only because I was one of like four guys that said, yeah, I'll go to Allstate Chorus. I couldn't sing, but uh, I did play keyboard in a quote unquote band. Mm -hmm. Uh, this band would pretty much only play at chapel at school. So, you know, we had a very limited audience. Uh, and then I did do like one production of Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, where I was one of the priests, one of the dancing priests. I got to take my shirt off and dance around up on stage and do some singing. Semi. So it was, I guess it was a duet. Me and this kid named Mike did a duet. And let me
1: tell you, he has shown me one of the dance moves. (laughs) That he had to do.
0: I don't know the name of it, but it's, you know, an upward thrust, I'd say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I dig it. Anyway. What about you? Wait, I also have to comment on your keyboard playing. Oh, okay. Your piano playing, yes. because he did when, back in the day, when I was 18 and he was 21.
0: 21.
1: So, When we first met and we were in college, two crazy kids in college, (laughs) and he was being all romantical.
0: Very romantic. Lance Romance, as my one friend says.
1: (laughs) He took me backstage in this center, this auditorium that we would have class. But it was during the summer, so nothing was going on. And he took me backstage where there was a piano and sat me down. And he played a song that he wrote for me.
0: Yes, yes. And I for the I had recorded that song after that. And I gave I gave the tape to a friend of mine who I think has since lost it. And I can he, I can still hear the song in my head, but I can't recreate it. But
1: he's going to work on that because he has it. something coming in the mail.
0: Yeah, I've got a, a rolly seaboard coming in, uh, which is uh, a pretty interesting kind of keyboard. But anyways, I'm going to try to replay it. If I if I remember it and get it into a, a good state, maybe we'll play it on here. Oh, that
1: would be amazing. I just no, want to no hear promises. it again.
0: Well, me too. I want to hear it again, too. I can only hear it in my head.
1: It was a long time ago.
0: It was. Yeah. What about you? You didn't talk about <laughs> your performances. Uh, you got those red, white and blues.
1: <gasps> oh, so I I do remember a few a few performances when I was younger. I was in the chorus in elementary school. Okay. Not to be confused with elementary school. elementary
0: school is How it's said properly?
1: <laughs> We're from different. Uh, re- I think there's in I the think there's nation. one
0: one small dot in the country that says it like like I do. Everyone else says it your way, so you're probably right.
1: I don't know. I think my way might be southern.
0: Oh, well, maybe I'm, I say I'm right. I
1: say elementary.
0: I say ele- elementary.
1: <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> my dear. Watson. How do you say it? <laughs> So anyway, I was in like Great Expectations as a kid. That was in school. And then I was in a lot of church programs as well. Mm-hmm. And my most memorable one was where I played the Statue of Liberty. And I stood with my arm raised, holding that torch high, singing singing. I've got those red, white, and blues.
0: <laughs> I'm so happy that you just did that.
1: But I was like ten.
0: Oh, I'm sure you were adorable.
1: Oh my gosh! I can't <laughs> believe I just did that.
0: <laughs> I'm happy that you did. Oh.
1: So anyway, back to Gem real quick. I just want to say that we, you know, we have started a toy collection, mm-hmm. and all of the the old Hasbro Gem dolls. I want them. I want them all. But they're very expensive.
0: Rare and expensive.
1: I'm sure any of you toy collectors out there know that and probably have them. I'll get them one day, one by one, very slowly. I also recently have found, and I know I'm late to the game, but the collection from Integrity Toys is amazing. I saw just recently where this month I think they're going to release the 35th anniversary for the 35th anniversary of the cartoon. It's a new flip side duo gift set where you can transform Jerica into Jim in just a few steps. And she looks amazing. And I actually just in an episode that we just watched, I saw the outfit that is the inspiration for that.
0: Those are really expensive though. Like just buying them. Well, first of all, just buying them new is difficult because it looks like you have to be on like some sort of waiting list or something like that, and then I think the price is pretty high. Yeah, if anybody They're,
1: knows any loopholes, or yeah, anything, well, let us know.
0: They are spot on though, as far as recreating them, which I prefer that. You know, I do like the old toys. I do. I I've gotten. Uh, I don't know if I've gotten any old toys yet, but I, I do enjoy them but i like new ones that look like it as well so
1: yeah that's the thing it's like i've we've we've learned you know in in our new journey with this toy collecting that i really just want the toys that i grew up with that i remember specifically playing with i don't have any of them because my my mom my mom is so sweet but she's not a hoarder and she got rid of all of them <laughs> i was the last child my sisters <laughs> like you know 9 years older than i am so she just you know Bless her. She didn't know. She didn't think I would want them.
0: But all your sister's stuff is just to sit there lining your mom's garage right now.
1: Yeah, but I don't think that's toys. I think that's, like, school supplies and stuff. I don't don't think it's it's fun stuff. You're right. It's
0: probably not fun stuff.
1: I do think those albums are somewhere, and I want them. We'll find them. (laughs) But anyway, I digress. So, you know, I'm more into the ones that, that really mean something to me, where Pete is... More um, of yeah, yeah. Explain.
0: I like seeing a, a good representation of what I watched on the screen. That's what. That's all I want. You know, the, the closer. He doesn't
1: care if it's new or old.
0: I don't. I would sometimes. I would really like. It's very uh, certain toys that I would get, but there's probably five that are very memorable for me as far as the want to have them. Mm-hmm. The other stuff, I, I I either wanted it back then. And I would want it now, like the Millennium Falcon from 78 or whatever it is. Every time I walk into the office at work, there's, a, there's this guy who is a Star Wars toy collector. And I have to look at the perfectly kept boxed version of the Millennium Falcon from 70-something. And I am so jealous of it yeah. every time I see it. But those those are few and far between. I'm just more about the accurate recreation of characters that I loved in cartoons.
1: And he doesn't want just one version of that
0: toy. No, you need to get two. You got one to keep and one to play with because you got to keep one in the box. And then, listen, you got to take them out of the box. You got to pose them. You got to take cool shots of them. You got to get them in action.
1: And, you know, this is why the podcast is named We Don't Want to Grow Up. Right. Because we were definitely Toys R Us kids.
0: Yeah, I'm still going to play with these toys.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of toys, we figured we would just talk about Some of the ones that we've gotten so far. This week, I'm going to talk about the first toy that I bought. Not necessarily like my favorite toy from childhood or anything, but I think it was probably the most reasonably priced that was still new in the box. And I wanted her, so. Mm. And I think I was still like a little um, leery of buying toys from people online because I hadn't done it and I was just afraid that. It wouldn't be legit or something like that. So, Yeah, anyway. even the
0: cheap ones are, you know, $75 or so. So a consideration
1: this first lady I got is Barbie of Barbie and the Rockers.
0: They rushed this doll to get it out before Jim and the Holograms yep. came came out because they were very worried about what that would do to their market share. So it was funny to see that. Uh, in a show, as we're watching Gem and the Holograms, and of course, this is the first Barbie that you get. It was, it's, it's fun. And it it's
1: ironic, it out. but you know, and I was actually sitting there debating, like, you know, is this, is this like, you know, Backstreet Boys versus In Sync, which In Sync Forever, where <laughs> you have to choose. You know, one or the other. And I just think the answer is no, because I love them both. I loved them both as a kid. I never thought about them as being rivals. They probably played together on a stage that I had. It was the hot rockin' stage. I'm sure that they played together happily in my bedroom. And that's all that really matters.
0: It is. Same thing for me with like Transformers and GoBots. Right. They all played together.
1: You can, you can get along, you know. It's the get along gang. <laughs> just another, <laughs> another shout-out.
0: So give us give us your breakdown of your Barbie and All the right, Rockers. Alright, so there
1: are two different versions, at least that I know of, of Barbie, of Barbie and the Rockers. And I just have I got the one that is the real dancing action Barbie. She is wearing the hot pink top with the metallic silver stars, and it's it's like a crop top, and then the matching skirt, and then they're are metallic silver pants on the bottom. She's amazing. Her hair is pulled back in a pony, and she's got some awesome 80s bangs going on. And she has Silver Star earrings, which I thought was kind of funny because, you know, did they see that Jem had her magical gemstone earrings and needed to give Barbie those big old earrings? I don't know.
0: So she's amazing, not outrageous, and has silver <laughs> earrings. <laughs> yeah. So she's different. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Also, what I forgot about is that even though it says real dancing action, I forgot that if you twist her at the waist, she quote unquote dances where her arms move up and down. It looks like she kind of looks like she's doing the robot.
0: Real dancing action. I see that on the box now.
1: Yeah, I'll have to show you. I'm not taking her out of the box, but I'll pull up the YouTube video and show you the commercial because I watched it earlier. It's hilarious. So I also really want to get... You know, the rest of the rockers, there was Dee Dee, there was Diva, and Dana. They had the the dance action feature, but Ken, who, by the way, is blonde and has large hair, (laughs) and Derek, the other guy, a member of the band, did not have that dance action feature. Actually, I really want you, can you reach that box? Let me see. I want you to see the back of it so that you can spy Ken's hair.
0: Let's take a look at Ken's so hair. Is see it? Is that... Holy cow. <laughs> wow. It's like... Uh,
1: I mean, is it like Rod Stewart
0: kind of? It, it looks exactly like Rod Stewart. Holy cow. Like Derek's got normal hair, but boy, they they blew Ken out. It's great. Holy cow. Look at that.
1: And I saw that there's one commercial where... There's no Ken. And then there's one where it's like with Ken. And then she's like, now I can dance with my man. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that sounds exactly like it, but
0: (laughs) it's probably, it is probably very close.
1: (laughs) It was amazing. It made me happy to look at those commercials and remember being that kid who saw the commercial or saw it in, you know, a JCPenney's catalog and got really. Excited about it and re- and needed to have it. So much so that I also had a Barbie and the Rockers lunchbox and thermos. Amazing. That I also recently purchased.
0: I know. I saw it. I was like, that is cool. That, that makes me very jealous. And it makes me want to get my favorite lunchbox. Which was? <sighs> Star Wars. But I think it was Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Which I eventually made into a home- for a frog,
1: that's right. And I love that story. Brought
0: it to preschool and got kicked out permanently. <laughs> Poor guy. In the preschool for me. That is ridiculous, but whatever. But I can remember what it looked like. It was like light blue, I think. So I'm pretty sure it was. Pretty sure it was Empire Strikes Back. But I'll have to go look.
1: Listen, this lunchbox is a little worse for the wear because you know I'm sure it was loved and yes. used a lot. But I had to have it. I you know cleaned it up. I'm not going to eat out of it or drink out of it, but it just makes me happy to have it. It makes me like I look at that thing and I feel like I am that little girl in kindergarten in 1985, you know, sitting at the lunch table in the cafeteria, eating my ham and cheese sandwich, staring at the cover of that lunchbox, not daydreaming that I was a rock star, but daydreaming that I was at home. (laughs) <laughs> sitting on my bedroom floor, playing with my Barbies. And that's a magical feeling. It is a
0: magical feeling. It's awesome.
1: So anyway, Pete got a new toy in the mail today. I got two. And you haven't even really checked it out yet. I
0: have not checked these out yet. These are my first viewings. It's
1: like an unboxing.
0: It's like kind of like an unboxing. Except
1: it's already out of the box.
0: It, no, it's still, yeah. Well, it's still I mean
1: out, out of the mailer.
0: <laughs> I I considered actually taking him out of the box now. That's why I got two, but oh, I, I won't. Oh. We'll just look at him. You can. We'll look at him now. So I got the snake eyes from it's Hasbro pulse. I got the normal snake eyes. I guess they have a confidential or something like that now, but deluxe. Mine, yeah, deluxe one. Mine still looks cool, but I got two snake eyes classified series. Uh, I don't know what the difference is, but what'd you say? Deluxe? Yeah. Yeah. So my man here looks amazing. He's got the rippedest, abs you've ever seen look at how ripped his abs are they are ripped. he is shredded he's got a sweet backpack he's got some swords some guns like i love snake eyes because he never said anything he he was dressed all in black and he just kicked ass all the time with his feet and his fists so it was it was great i'm excited to actually take this guy out of the box and and play with him i got the mandalorian these guys are going to be good friends that's right. Yeah. Can't wait. I got Darth Vader over there. Also good friends. They're buddies. They're all going to be buddies.
1: All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. If you have listened. Yes. We hope that you're going to stick around, have some fun with us. Obviously, we're new to this.
0: Yeah, we're we're having fun. We hope, you know, if you listen to this, you have fun, too. If you have any suggestions on how it could be more fun, let us know.
1: Yeah, connect hopefully with us. Hopefully
0: it's positive. Positive criticism. <laughs> That's a thing. Some positive feedback.
1: It's all love here.
0: It's all love. That's all we got for today. Thank you, everybody.
1: <laughs> Have a fun day.
0: Have a fun day.
1: Wait. Don't leave yet.
0: We forgot to tell you how to reach us. If you want to send us recap requests or share your own nostalgic photos and stories, email us at we don't wanna grow up pod at gmail.com or go to our website at we don't wanna grow up.com.
1: You can follow us on Instagram at We Don't Want to Grow Up Pod, where we'll share pictures of the toys that we talk about or from the stories that we share and some other fun stuff that we've been working on.
0: You can join our Facebook group at We Don't Want to Grow Up Podcast.
1: And you can head to Patreon.com slash We Don't Want to Grow Up if you want to help support the podcast.
0: And don't forget to subscribe, rate and review anywhere you listen to podcasts.
1: And please, please, please be kind.
0: And rewind. (laughs) (laughs) Or just be kind.